0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: This hour of Real Presence Live, I am here atop the hill of the University of Mary, just south of Bismarck, North Dakota. We are having... Um, we had a little break in the action uh, talking to someone not on campus. But the rest of the show, let me tell you, is here at the University of Mary. I'm so delighted. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of brilliant faculty, staff, and students, and all kinds of people here at the University of Mary. So it's a delight for me to be able to bring them to you. They are a lot of these people are teaching in the classroom, and they've got uh, dozens or hundreds of students that they're able to impact uh, throughout the year and throughout the years. But here, when they hop on the radio, they get to speak to—I don't know—1.7 million people in the uh, in the listening audience. Now, I don't know if everybody has their their uh, their their. Dial up or not, but uh, there's a potential of 2.4 actually million people that are going to listen to us right now, Doctor Bungum. Talk about whatever we want to talk about. So we should talk about something worthy of hearing. So wherever you are, I hope uh, I hope the Lord is blessing you. I hope the Lord is uh, bringing your heart and mind into a deeper understanding of the goodness of God and His plan of salvation for your life uh, today through the intercession of Saint Francis Xavier. We're asking for an increase of zeal for souls that no soul would perish, but all would come to everlasting life. Well, that's a good segue into our next segment, I'd say. I'm here with Dr. Donnie Bungum of the University of Mary. Welcome, Dr. Bungum.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: We're so glad that you're here. You are one of our uh, incredibly smart, incredibly passionate, incredibly joyful professors here at the University of Mary, uh, specializing in what, philosophy,
2: theology, everything, or what? Well, you couldn't specialize in everything, but <laughs> well,
1: Doctor Husengay seems to be. He
2: does. You're right. He's Actually, we kind of do that. <laughs> you, you, you know, I stand corrected. But no, but my special, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in philosophy. All and right. My area is in uh, is in epistemology, and I work on Thomas Aquinas, and I'm working on some stuff on the problem of evil right now.
1: Okay. Epistemology. Uh, can you translate that in English? Sure.
2: That's the theory of knowledge. So, All right. what is knowledge? How do we know things? And what counts as good reasons for belief. So St. Thomas Aquinas is a pretty
1: decent dude to bring alongside for that kind of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> and I suppose some ancients.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, Aquinas gets a lot of his stuff from Aristotle. And um, so I, I, I've I, been working recently on Aristotle's posterior analytics, which is his his theory of perfected knowledge is when we know things through their causes. And it's it's a beautiful text. And Aquinas sets up his whole Summa Theologica off of the posterior analytics. It has that structure. Wow.
1: I, I hear posterior analytics and I start thinking about like the tendons around my knee, but that's not
2: what that is. <laughs> no, no, no. It's something
1: else. Okay, yeah, a, theory,
2: it. a theory of, of perfected human knowledge. Wow. Yeah. Is, that a th- is that a real thing? Is it? Is it is the text a real thing, or is perfected human knowledge a real perfected? Thing? Yeah. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, it's a real thing. Oh wow, it's, that's great. That's that's what we're all striving for here at the university.
1: Well, that's great. We should talk about that sometime. We should talk yeah. about the theory of uh, perfected uh, human knowledge according to the posterior analytics. That uh, sounds Aristotle, like a great segment as a foundation for the St. Thomas Aquinas the Summa Theologica. <laughs> and we'll have a translator <laughs> along the side of us translating it into English from English. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Dr. Well, You are the master of a craft of philosophy um, and the, the divine uh, logos, the divine word, Jesus Christ is the Lord of theology and philosophy. That's right. And we want to talk about that today. We want to talk about the theme of Jesus as King, the theme of Jesus as Lord. Why in the world is this the topic for the day anyway?
2: Well, we're in the middle of advent okay and what we're waiting for is the coming of the king this right. is this is the the aspiration of the people of god the jewish people of god they are waiting for the kingdom of god to come you see in the psalms the lord ascends to his throne you see in daniel waiting for the son of man for the messiah they're they're waiting for the the manifest rule of the King to come for God to rule the world and to rule them. Um, and this is, this is even the promise that given to Moses that another like me will come. So this is the season of Advent is when we take on this longing, this, mm-hmm. this yearning, this waiting uh, for the coming of the King. Mm-hmm. Um, and the church does it so well in her calendar because we end the year with Christ, the Feast of Christ the King, You're right, and then we enter into Advent, and and then we we adopt this this posture, prepare our hearts for for the coming of the King. So it's a very fitting thing.
1: Yeah. So the coming of the King, uh, the Feast of Christ the King, celebrating uh, the kingship of Jesus Christ over over the entire universe mm-hmm. and, and every facet. Okay. So we have that at the the culmination, as you mentioned, of the liturgical year, and then immediately we're shifting into well, what does that look like? Uh, what does that look like in particular? So, we, uh, Advent celebrates a number of of uh, ways of understanding he, Jesus. He came in history. Mm-hmm. Monsignor Shea just gave us a beautiful homily yesterday mm-hmm. that Jesus came in history in his incarnation. Mm-hmm. He comes in majesty at the end of time, in the second coming, but he comes in mystery uh, through the sacraments and the, and the life of faith that we live. And Advent is, is preparing for all these things, huh?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. Are those two words basically the same, or is there something different between King and Lord, going on there?
2: Well, I'm sure there's some distinctions that we can to ma- can make there. Yeah. Um, I understand them as as being being roughly synonymous, right? Um, and I think a helpful way to get at what they're trying to understand is. Um, through the work of St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, and he talks about. That. Of course, no. <laughs> hey, look, that's what the tradition is for, is to help us think through these things. <laughs> that's great. Um, and he gives a wonderful, like the, the sign of brilliance is when you can define hard things in small words. Sure. And so he says, what is it, what is it to govern? To govern is to lead to the end.
0: Hmm. Beautiful.
2: Very hmm. simple. Yeah. God's governance is leading us to our end. Mm. And so you can say what the lordship and what the kingship of, of Jesus is all meant to do is to lead us mm. to our end. Mm. And I think sometimes we, we, you know, we're Americans, right? We don't like kings. <laughs> we, right. We, we don't have them. No, we don't have them, we don't like them, we don't want them. <laughs> um, but it's because I think sometimes we can identify lordship or, or kingship, well, we, we can see the trappings of it, of course majesty, richness, which is, of course, inequality, and we don't like that stuff. We, we mm. envy the, um, the trappings that we don't have. Sure. We can also think about commands that we find irritating. Uh, and so then we identify lordship with commandment. Um, but if you think about it more as governance is leading us towards our end, right? we do want to attain our end. Right. We want to attain our purpose. And so, if the whole point of Jesus' coming as Lord is to help us attain what our purpose is, to help us attain our end, first of all, we should be grateful for this, Mm -hmm. and second of all, we can see the other things as just so many means of Christ helping us to come to that end. So, for example, the commandments um, become means of bringing us to our end, rather than just things that he does because he likes bossing people around or something like that, right? Right. He does this because it's good for us to um, be able to submit ourselves to goodness itself, which, as it turns out, he is because he is God, right? Right? Yeah. Um, But just that that little phrase of governance as leading us to our end, I think that's very helpful, And, and we welcome that. I mean, think about how many videos there are on YouTube to to, uh, like DIY types of videos and stuff like that. How, how do we attain our various ends? So we love that sort of information. We love that sort of guidance. Um, now <laughs> we don't want it to be uh, shoved down our throats. So right. this, this, this is part of the deal and our end, of course. So what is our end exactly? Our end is God. Um, and how do we attain that end by knowing and loving God by Giving ourselves to God absolutely without remainder. So, um, what God is doing here is He's helping us to attain this end by through this commandment. Um, he does two things. He he gives us the content of what we're supposed to do. God is our end. Mm-hmm. That's the proclamation. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also He's giving us um, an authoritative um, guide. Towards bringing that about, so that we can lay down our wills in love before Him, and this is the thing that we sort of chafe at. Mm. We're not, we're not always comfortable in giving ourselves totally over to another. Um, but His His Lordship helps us to do that. It's like yeah. like a good coach, like a good doctor, like a good teacher.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We we, it's this mystery we. We don't want it yes. in, a lot, in some ways, but we, yeah. we long for we it. We do, we completely do. <laughs> anyway, it's yes. this, this, this uh, sort of division that's in us, not in God. There's yeah. a division in me, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> because uh, like this uh, one of the Avengers movies um, where Loki comes down to Earth and uh, it's a really powerful scene. I mean, he's kind of a gross good dude, yeah. uh, but he, he says, kneel before me. And like nobody wants to because he 's a gross dude, yeah. but he's he says, "I said, kneel, and then he like makes them like he slams his yes. scepter, and they all have to and he says right. isn 't that isn 't that what you crave you human mm-hmm. isn 't that what you were made for is mm. kneeling and and he's exactly right, yeah. actually, but yeah. not in that kind of way, right? That's right. Uh, so, you know, I think the example of YouTube is really fantastic. Yeah. We, we go there uh, because we're desiring something. We want to know something and we want to become a master of something. Yes. So we're willing to give ourselves over to one who knows it so that we might then take it on. Yeah. Um, but if I didn't want to go to YouTube right. uh, and someone says, no, you have to watch this right. YouTube video, then it doesn't work so hot. So right. this division that's in our yeah. heart that, that the Lord actually has a remedy for exactly. uh, called grace. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think St. Thomas and St. Augustine have something to say about that. Yeah. Uh, so, we, yeah, let's continue this. Um, I'm speaking with Dr. Donnie Bungham at the University of Mary here about Jesus as King, Jesus as Lord, uh, the one who is our end. And for him to govern us uh, means to lead us to our end. And our end is him, and he leads us through commandment to that. So, uh, the kingdom of God, let's introduce that. Uh, is the kingdom here? Or is the kingdom. Is the kingdom uh, somewhere down the road? Is the kingdom down at your local church? Is the kingdom, uh, where is the kingdom of God? Actually, Dr. Bungum, we're going to take a short break. So that'll be the question you can think about for a minute. Okay, uh, We're going to take a short break here, uh, Real Presence Live. We'll come back. We're talking to Dr. Donnie Bungum. We're talking about uh, Advent. We're talking about preparing the way of the Lord. We're talking about Jesus as Lord. We'll come back and continue our
0: conversation. Stay with us.
2: For more than 20 years, the University of Mary has watched students thrive through affordable, flexible, and formative online education programs. Now, we are delighted to announce the expansion of these offerings with the robust portfolio of advanced education options created intentionally for the Catholic working professional. Our programs offer accelerated formats with classes beginning every five weeks throughout the year and the potential for a return on your investment in the very first year. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. I am Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a mass said each month. Please again visit suicideandhope.com. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3:8. Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Everybody, we're so glad that you're with us here
1: at Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live. Father Craig Vosick, your host, chatting with Dr. Donnie Bungham here atop the hill of the university of mary we are talking about jesus as lord we uh had the feast of christ the king and we are in the midst of advent where we're preparing for the birth of the king uh and advent talks about a number of other things we focus on uh the fact that he will that jesus will come again at the end of time um as king his kingdom will have no end the creed uh, indicates to us the 12th uh the 12th um facet of the Apostles' Creed, the 12th theme. So, that's where we are. We're talking about Jesus as King. Dr. Bungham, a question that I posed right before the break, what exactly is this kingdom that we're talking about if Jesus is the king of it?
2: Where is this kingdom? Yeah. That's a great question. And that's (laughs) that's one of the questions that really mystified people in the gospel. Sure. Because Jesus... Actually, if you take a look in the Gospels, the, the phrase, or the New Testament, the, the phrase, kingdom of God, is mentioned 122 times. It's quite a few. One of very, very common. And it's actually one of the phrases that Jesus himself, especially in the synoptic, says most. He says it 90 times himself. Really? So he really, really emphasizes it in his preaching. This is basically the core of his message, is the kingdom of God is a hand. Hmm. And then and then people say, well, <laughs> well what is this thing? Yeah. <laughs> but... um. Uh, Pope Benedict, in his Jesus of Nazareth, actually spends uh, some time reflecting on this, and he gives um, basically three different ways we can understand the kingdom of God. So one is that the kingdom of God is Jesus himself. He is the kingdom in person. And we can understand that a bit by what we were talking about before, that to govern is to lead to the end. Well, Jesus, and what is our end, is, is union with God, cleaving to God, Jesus is the substantial union of hu- humanity and divinity in a union right. of persons. So he right. has attained the end. The whole point of the kingdom is found in him. Yeah. So that's one way that we can think about it. And we can say, finally, we have a non-hypocrite as a leader. <laughs> finally. <laughs> right. Someone who's actually been there, done that. <laughs> and not only in the past, but is that. Right. Um, and mm. so he... He can be the kingdom in that way. Mm. Uh, another way to think about the kingdom of God is basically our interior life. That the kingdom of God is the interior of each human being. This is where God dwells. This is where God reigns. This is where we encounter God. And this is where His regnative activity is carried out through our love of Him. And so... um, um, Pope Benedict actually uses the image of, of, of Eden where we can make a space and all the saints love talking about this this interior oratory where God can be welcome, we can think that our, our, our souls are, are like the, um, the outposts of, of the heavenly kingdom where God is, is welcomed um, so there's the interior life hmm. and then another one, and this is one that Pope Benedict emphasizes the most is that the kingdom of God is found in God's actions. In His, He uses the, almost the phrase, the lording, uh, the active lording of, of God in the world and, and in history. Um, and so this, this helps to explain the immediacy of Christ's preaching in the gospel. The, the kingdom of God is here, God's activity, God's um, um, irreplaceable. Um, incommunicable um, uh, activity for the benefit for the good and uh, of each thing leading it to its own proper and gently and sweetly in its own way but with the full power and love of God is here and so it's found in the actions of god mm. um, and it, it's interesting the the phrase gospel um you know Christians took this over and we named our gospels gospels um but this was originally a phrase of the emperors and the gospel it did we, we translate it as good news that's a little nice, that's a little soft um the gospel it didn't have to be good news coming from the emperor mm. it was it was it was the, the commanding words of the world savior that and that the emperors understood themselves to be world saviors mm. and so it doesn't matter what. What they were saying this was this was the, the good word, the, the the precious word of the world savior. And so then the gospel writers take this over and they say, Thank you very much. Okay, we've actually encountered the world savior, and this <laughs> is the saving word of the world savior. And and what is what is the good word? What is the saving word of the world savior? Is that the kingdom of here? The kingdom of God is here. Jesus has brought God into our lives into history, and the saving activity of God is upon us. That's that's the kingdom of God. Mm,
1: so good, yeah. and that's uh, that's all of this was from uh, Pope Benedict's mm-hmm. reflections. Wow, yes. great, great, great! Yeah. And that's in uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth, yes. volume I guess, one. Uh, volume one. All right, that's great. wonderful. Great. great, everybody. We're we're continuing our conversation. This is uh, Father Craig Vosick, your host for the day, with Doctor Donnie Bungham. A philosopher, an epistemologist, a person here at the University of Mary giving us the word reignative because that's a big word, wonderful. The reigning activity of God. Um, so, we talked about the kingdom. The kingdom is uh, within, the kingdom is the actions of God, the kingdom is Jesus himself. Um, all right, so what are some of the qualities? Uh, I mean, I think, of, I think of king, I think of lord, and I think of uh, tyrant yeah first i mean i'm I'm not thinking of God when I think of that, but I'm just thinking of right. the word so you know, right. king. it's like well, they can do whatever they want whenever they want, nobody's in charge of them, right kind of thing, right that's probably not everything no. though
2: no probably not <laughs> okay, probably not yeah.
1: well, it would be some of the <laughs> as a professional philosopher answer, yeah, yeah probably not yeah. <laughs> Well, what are some of the what are some of the qualities then of uh, an appropriate understanding of uh, kingship or lordship yeah. of Jesus of the good king?
2: Yeah, I do um, a lot of work with our Catholic Studies students here, and we have a group called the Catholic study Student Leaders, and we train them um, to see the whole of truth. We're very influenced by um, Saint John Henry Newman, and then we want them to be leaders in their fields. They have other majors and. We're going to send them out into the world to do other things. We do the same thing with our Catholic Studies Master's program. Um, and so we talk about leadership a lot. And so remember, our, our, to govern is to lead towards the end. And so uh, I think some of the, the best stuff that's been written about leadership, um, leadership that isn't tyrannical, but that actually activates organizations and people is, is relevant here. So mm-hmm. some things that I think are crucial is communicating clear goals. Um very interesting um, philosopher and business person, his name is Peter Drucker. He says the, 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 the job of a leader is to blow a clear note on the trumpet that everyone can hear and that everyone can orient around. Um, and, and, and Jesus of course does this. He, he sets out the goals for us and the goal is himself. Mm-hmm. He is the goal of our hearts um, and, and he I am. you know, Before Abraham was, I am. He says who he is. He's mm-hmm. and um, without me, you can do nothing. So he, he, so he, he gives us what the goal is, and he communicates um, the end and the means as well. Communion with him, mm-hmm. life in the church. So I think he does it exceptionally well. So communicating right. clear goals. Right. Um, another job of, of of a king and a leader is to take responsibility for this end, and so I think. Um, of our past president, Harry Truman, and famously he used to have a sign on his desk, the buck stops here. That, that's good leadership. That's, and a king should do that to say that, that the responsibility falls on my desk. It right. falls on my lap. And where do we see him doing that more than on the cross? He takes, he I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. There's nothing that he asks us to do that he has not first done himself and that he won't accompany us through so he takes absolute responsibility and as a matter of fact we can't even take responsibility It's impossible for us right we, we can do nothing without him right. but then he's willing to love us to the end that that's something that we can trust and that we can love and that should melt our hearts because because he's not going to ask us to do things that he won't do right with us So i think that's beautiful yeah. another thing that a king does and this gets away from the tyrant Tyrants are afraid of powerful people around them. Tyrants want to have power all by themselves. So if people start creeping up on them, then they'll crush them. A good leader and a good king wants powerful people around him. A good king wants to unleash the dynamisms and the activities and the gifts of all those around him. He's not afraid of having strong, um, creative, intelligent, loving, powerful people around him um look jesus is Jesus is infinite God, so he doesn 't need to worry about like people creeping up on his power and majesty that 's metaphysically impossible <laughs> he doesn 't have to worry about that stuff. this gives him ultimate humility in that he can give himself wholly to others and he can give us as much as we 'll take you know he will he will fill us to the brim and so this is where we get the the, the self giving um, and 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 the divinizing love of God is that he 's willing to draw us to him and to empower us that is a sign of, of, of a beautiful and powerful and majestic and and lovable king um, and then the last thing is that a king's got to build trust um, I mean I, I remember some of my best high school wrestling coaches like I would I would run through walls for those guys and they were terrifying sometimes they would flip out on us occasionally to get us going. Um, but we trusted them. We, we had, we, we had track record. They built up evidence of their credibility. And of course, again, we see this with Jesus on the cross and his whole life. He's, he's, he's giving us the pattern and the model of our own lives. Um, and, and then in our own personal lives here, you know, in 2020, he acts in our lives and we must remember these things. We've got to remember the times when he has saved us over and over and over and over again. Um, and this builds up trust, so that we can we can give ourselves to Him. Hmm.
1: Dr. Bungham, this is fantastic. I'm thinking of a couple concrete uh, kind of to, not to summarize, but it, just to con, I'm trying to anchor uh, what you're sharing with us for myself. Um, I could try to memorize the ideas of the the business leader uh, images, but I'm thinking uh, the things that are standing out is the gospel, uh, a, a clear. Clear pattern yes. uh, of what we're supposed to follow. That's right. Uh, the gospel. So we read the scriptures, and Jesus is giving us clear teaching there of, of what's going on here. What's, yes. what's the? And then we have uh, we have the uh, the buck stops here. The responsibility That's on right. the cross. So I'm thinking of the crucifix, pondering the crucifixion. I'm thinking about the empowering. I'm thinking about the, the promise of the Holy Spirit and growth of the Holy Spirit's action in our lives. I haven't come up with something for a fourth one, but it's the uh, it's uh it's to grow in um, uh, trust over time and security but uh, so i've got those three uh, i'm trying to put them all into my head here about uh, how we can uh, pay attention to jesus as lord and some of the qualities we have uh, a number of things still to talk about but we're out of time okay <laughs> dr bugan we're going to have to uh, we'll have to enroll in one of your classes so we can learn more
2: please do <laughs> <laughs> great, great to be here. Thank you very much, Father.
1: Great. Thanks so much for being with us, Dr. Donnie Bungum. here talking on Real Presence Live about uh, kind of an introduction to Jesus as Lord and some of the qualities of the King. We'll take a short break. We will come back. And what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Music. Dr. Bungum said uh, that one of the things a leader does is he sounds he sounds the trumpet clearly. That's a great segue into our next segment. We're not going to talk only about trumpets, but we're going to talk about music, in particular music during Advent uh, and what that all looks like. So stay with us.
0: Real Presence Live will be right back for more programming. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live